This is about people who are for making a difference to save us and people who are against it and prefer money. So, Senator Rubio, can you tell me right now that you will not accept a single donation from the NRA in the future? Understand to be honest, it isn't going to stop this from happening. Ah, nothing inspires more confidence than a lawmaker who doesn't believe in the power of laws. Yeah, it's like your pastor saying, Hey man, I would pray for your cancer, but I mean, who knows if this shit really works? <laughs> to the Slackline Quote of the Day broadcast. Uh, you are here with the boss. The boss, boss. is coming! That's a made-up, dumb f***ing fairy tale name, you f***! And we are once again chatting quotes. Uh, missed yesterday uh, due to me uh, not having time. Uh, but we are back today. Sifting through some news. Uh, digging for some interesting things that some people have said. Uh, there was a rally in Sunrise, Florida, or more of a meeting and a questioning for uh, Senator Marco Rubio and some other some other people f- from the people around uh, around Sunrise, um, and uh, which is near where the Parkland shooting was, and um, there was uh, some pretty devastating comments um, directed at the senator and uh, and his colleagues in um in Washington about their inaction about the uh, the gun issues and uh their you know pointless and empty rhetoric and all that type of stuff and you heard a couple of those clips there at the beginning and uh so our quote comes from those meetings uh and uh Jerry if you don't mind who is bringing us our quote today uh that quote uh brought to us today by Shameface uh, been disgraced by embarrassing comments you personally don't find embarrassing for some reason try shame face uh, that is a prosthetic face that will fit directly over your own and convey a uh, sense of shame to those around you uh, even though you may not feel it yourself and they are bringing us our quote today from fred gutenberg who is a father of a young girl who was shot and killed at the Parkland, uh, uh, at the Parkland shooting, he stood up and spoke to Marco Rubio, and he said, "This, your comments this week, and those of our president have been pathetically weak." Uh, that is from Fred Gutenberg, uh, again a father of a a man, uh, a father of a uh, young girl who was shot at the uh, at the school uh, in Florida just a couple days ago. 
and um, uh, if you haven't seen the video, you should uh, seen the uh, the meeting. You should check it out. The uh, he said this to a standing ovation from from at least a few thousand people, whoever was there. Um, and Rubio kind of had to just stand there and take it. And you know what? He did pretty well, I have to say, for um, uh, for the little snippet that I saw. Anyways, uh, he did. Uh, he he took that that uh, um, that jeering and whatnot uh, decently and and responded uh, respectfully to to the people's questions, um, even when they were viscerally booing him, uh, and rightfully so uh, in a lot of places. Um, yeah, uh, it, it it was interesting, you know. Um, there was another quote there where uh, Marco Rubio said, "I'm sure you saw it on all the other." Uh, on all the comedy channels and whatnot, that you would literally have to ban every semi-automatic rifle that's sold in America, and the crowd in Florida cheered um, like loudly, thunderously, um, and he just went, "Okay, okay, hmm, I get it." And um, uh, he seemed to actually ab- absorb it, and I hope he absorbed it. And I think that uh, I think that it was an interesting sort of moment for me, anyways, to see that and and kind of feel over the last few days that that maybe there is actual change happening. That maybe maybe uh, kind of like the the hashtag Me Too movement that happened um, or I- and is still happening. Uh, that there's going to be um, kind of a very quick and swift um, backlash, I guess, to uh, to some injustice that's happening, and um, and to uh, people in Washington not listening to the people that are uh, you know employing them essentially, and and voting for them and whatnot. And I think that. Uh, uh that Rubio was genuinely taken by surprise at the reaction from the crowd um but uh, uh but maybe not i mean it was a room or a crowd full of people that had just gone through something traumatic but i mean this is this is florida i mean these people this is where people love their guns and and this is where this type of stuff uh, unfortunately tends to happen um, but there are s- all sorts of positive signs for me for uh, for potential uh, you know gun control changes happening, um, and I wonder what that actually means. Um, Rubio made an interesting point um, when he uh, when he was questioned about uh, the assault ban, uh, the uh, the assault rifle ban that uh, that they struck down, and. He mentioned how um, he struck it down because it would still keep some rifles that, um, you know, are essentially the same weapon legal. Uh, and the only reason is that it has like a uh, a plastic grip. Um, and uh, I mean, the solution is obviously to that. Like the solution to me is that uh, to just you know ban them all <laughs> um as everybody else seemed to seem to agree with uh, down there who was at that meeting um but yeah i was pretty impressed by the the fortitude of this man to to speak so eloquently especially only a few days after his daughter was killed um and 
you know, without even like a tear in his eye or anything like that, like stare Rubio straight in the face and tell him like it is. I really, um, you know, I think that's the type of thing that uh, <coughs> that has really been getting people disconnected from, you know, the politicians and those types of things um, that has, you know, left politicians for the most part with maybe the wrong ideas about what people want or or getting too caught up in uh in uh serving um you know non-people interests corporate interests and uh, lobby interests and that type of thing um <coughs> and maybe getting a uh, a bit of a reality check on um on the fact that they're supposed to be, you know, making legislation, uh, you know, for people and making decisions for people that have voted them in and, uh, and not for, for those other organizations that have been funding their campaigns. And I mean, obviously like that's the biggest issue there is obviously the, the money in politics, but, um, you know, it's kind of a question for a different day, <coughs> you know, so I, I kind of thought about what it, what it would mean um to have actual uh actual legislative gun control happening and and what would happen um i mean f- like i've actually i've written a bit about this before um in in a very extreme way in a fictional sci-fi story and it goes it all goes to shit when um people try to take their guns and there's buybacks and and violence and riots and the US descends into a second civil war that's my dystopian uh cynical view of the whole thing um but realistically i mean what are what are we looking at as far as um as far as fixing this thing or uh as far as uh you know actually banning assault rifles and, and weapons that people already have on mass um you know there would be obvious backlash so what does that mean there are going to be people that don't want to turn over their guns a lot of people um, how does that work? So, y- like, do you, you do a voluntary buyback? Um, y- do you, and then you, like, at a certain point, you're going to have to seize them? Um, do certain people get grandfathered? Like, that would make no sense, right? Um, yeah, I mean, even for me, somebody who's very pro uh, gun control, especially considering the state of the U.S., um, there are a lot of factors that I think are, you know, really difficult questions that you have to, have to, um have to ponder you know like if you're talking like voluntary buybacks and or and seizures like there's inevitable violence and inevitable riots and and um you know how are you equipped to deal with that you're you're talking about probably like you know national guard and 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 uh and army deployment and stuff and um you know it would look it would look pretty fascist all the way around so um yeah, I mean, it would be tough, I think, for uh, for the good people of the U.S. to go for something like that. I mean, it would be, honestly, be kind of tough for anybody to go through something like that. It would be tough for me to watch something like that. Um, as good as I think it would be, you're still looking at a very, um, a very significant government intervention in people's lives all at once about this one specific thing. Um... And I'm not like again. I'm not saying it shouldn't happen, but uh, I'm just kind of curious about what the 
what the actual outcomes of it would be. I mean, like, first obvious steps are, are to up the background checks and, and, you know, not allowing mentally ill people to have them and ex-cons to have them and, and those types of things. And maybe putting, like, a limit on how many people can own. Um, and, yeah, on the type, for sure, on the type. Um, I don't see that as, uh, I don't see those things as as incredibly um, invasive. I think what will end up being invasive is how do we get the guns that already exist back from people and how do those not get, you know, sold into the black market instead? And, uh, you know, how many get pushed into bordering nations? A la we're in Canada and it's a long border that's not exactly secure especially in the, you know, the prairie areas and stuff. Um, you know, where do all these, where do all these weapons go? They still exist. Do they get melted down? Yeah. The ones that actually get turned in, but again, um, how many you won't or wouldn't, um, and where would they go and, and who ends up with them, uh, you know, are kind of interesting and th- scary thoughts. Um, but again, I want to take it back to, to the people that are down there, um, you know, in the wake of this tragedy that are actually fighting for other people that are taking time away from from grieving their um their young children and their uh and their loved ones, um, to actually begin to fight for for something larger and for something they feel is important for the future and and maybe they didn't before and now they do and, and that's okay. I mean, they've gone through something traumatic. I mean you're allowed to you're allowed to change your mind. You're allowed to change your view, especially um, when uh, you've faced a great injustice. Uh, and again, uh, you know, I I uh, I had Emma Gonzalez as one of my quotes earlier in the week, and um, I uh, there were a lot of kids that said a lot of things, and and I still could probably use some few quotes from some of those kids, and maybe I will tomorrow or, or going forward like hopefully this continues to go i mean they did they rejected that bill uh in florida to uh to ban assault rifles and um you know there are a lot of kids upset they're organizing a march on washington and there's a lot of people saying that uh <laughs> you know i saw a guy said that 17 year olds uh can't organize themselves into a march he's like oh they must have help from the democratic party or something like Man, like these people who are one year away from fighting for your country, fuck you. Uh, like the the uh, total lack of awareness of some people uh, is astounding. Uh, you know, they wouldn't realize that most people over 15 years old are uh, probably smarter than half the people that are in Congress. You know, um, like have you have you talked to a 15 year old kid lately? Fuck, man. Most of them are, are are way beyond where any of us were at that age, and it's because they we can absorb information now so so fast, um, and uh, sometimes that information isn't great, but when it is good, and when people, um, you know, have something to rally around, uh, it can be very powerful, and and I hope that these kids continue to use uh, continue to use their voices and and their um, you know ability to spread uh spread their voices and spread their message to spark some real change and uh people people always say that you know after sandy hook and all those uh all those like elementary kids got shot and and no change was made 
that that was a signal that no change would ever be made. Um, but those kids were too young to, to speak for themselves. And, and the kids that we're, we're hearing from now from the school aren't, and they're not afraid to, to speak their minds. And I think it's great. And, uh, and obviously their parents as well, because uh, that was the quote I used today. So, uh, maybe we'll end it there. Uh, that again, that quote is from Fred Gutenberg, uh, father of a girl who was uh, killed at the, uh, at the school in Florida. Your comments this week and those of our president have been pathetically weak. Uh, that is Fred Gutenberg uh, to Marco Rubio and other lawmakers um, at, uh, at a meeting in Florida. And that quote again brought to us by Shameface. Um, been disgraced by embarrassing comments you personally don't find embarrassing for some reason. A try a Shameface, a prosthetic face that will fit right to your skin and will convey a uh and will convey an emotion of shame uh that you seem to not be able to feel. Uh that is it for the Slackline quote of the day. Uh thank you to Crooked Spies again for their tunes. Make sure you're following Slackline on Instagram at the dot slack dot line and on Twitter at Slackline underscore radio and on iTunes and YouTube at Slackline Podcast. Uh, you have been listening to the boss the that's been quote of the day. Thanks for paying attention, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good day. Bye for now. Hey, mama, I know what you need, but I never met a woman with so much grief. Hey, mama. Hey, mama, hey. Hey, mama, I've seen you around. Messing with all the poor boys in this town Hey mama Hey mama, hey You put this whole place down Just to wear the crown